All right, and good morning. And away we go here on One Way Conversation. Oh, shit, things falling all over the car. Well, oh, God damn it all. Of course. All right, sorry. Oh, geez, off to a rough start. Four seconds into the fucking show, and I'm losing stuff falling down off the fucking uh, console here. All right, how the fuck you doing? Let's get rolling here. It is a uh, nice Wednesday. Uh, it feels like spring here this uh, February Wednesday after uh, just a miserable Tuesday. But, uh, you know, when you say miserable Tuesday, it's really... All Tuesdays are fucking miserable. Fucking shitbag. Unbelievable. And now I got all kinds of cars coming. All right, let's hit the road. Oh, fuck this guy. Rolling. Let's rock and roll. All right. Sometimes you just got to fucking jump out in front of a Lexus because you don't see how it's going to get any better after that. All right. Oh, boy. Wow. Shit. How the fuck... I already did that. How are you doing today? You know, there's just... Something about this month where it just drags on and on and on. And it doesn't help that every goddamn day you wake up or just during the day you get these alerts on your phone. It's about somebody has something else to say about the goddamn Astros. And I have nothing else to say. I have nothing to add to this anymore. I've talked about it and talked about it and talked about it. And I'm done. For the, for the time being, until something of note happens, I cannot talk about the fucking Astros anymore. I know LeBron James came out yesterday and said something. Rob Manfred, the uh, Astros' best friend, came out yesterday and said something. I know Judge, Trout, all these guys have had comments about the Astros. And I just, it's over for me. Alright, it's, la- it's, it's lasted for as long as I can fucking stand it. Okay, and it's going to go on through the season, and it's fine. And until players start getting fucking plunked, then I really don't care about it. Until I start seeing retaliation on the field, I'm, I just can't. I don't really care about it. The Astros are cheating scumbags. I mean, it's if anything, I will take this, because I thought the Astros were scumbags for a couple years now. This just kind of... Uh, it shows me that my instincts are still sharp as ever. All right, yeah, I was right. They were scumbags. They're just bigger scumbags than I could ever have dreamed of or imagined. I just, I can't, I can't engage in and react to every single fucking comment that everybody makes about them. It's, it's crazy. Yesterday, uh, oh, a little note here. Yesterday, I did, I did write something. I haven't written in a long time. But uh, just, just to fucking do it again and kind of, kind of get something down. I wrote a little bit about uh, February and the despair of February and how fucking shitty of a month it is for only being 28, 29 this year days. And it's just, uh, it's just about that. It's a little short little something, whatever, on on the uh, blog, on the blog, uh, bourbon and bullshit or bullshit and bourbon. I don't remember. It's, Bullshit and bourbon, I think. I think I had that backwards. Bullshit and bourbon. Um, that's the blog. So, yeah, just a little something, whatever. I don't know. I haven't written in a long time. I just wanted to write something. And then in the middle of all that despair, I, all the Trump pardons came out. So I'm like, God damn it. And I'm hearing names like Blodjevich and Carrick. Oh, Bernard Carrick. I just named him. I didn't want to hear again. Uh, Bartolo, And then I forget the other guy. Milken, right? 
And these guys are all fucking of the same... They're cut from the same cloth as the president, just tax frauds, uh, political frauds. It's a kind of amazing to see. Um, it's like, well, if he, if he can't get away with it, then uh, who can? You know, and it's setting a president for himself, I think. It's fucking crazy. But, uh, you know, you see all these names that you're like, these are all names that from the past and you're like hey, this is this is the kind of things that we need to eradicate from American culture we don't need people like this stinking up our culture and in the highest levels of the land but of course they get the presidential pardon uh, it's just everything that's wrong with America all in those four names not everything but some big issues and uh, no word yet if he will pardon the Houston Astros. <laughs> that was my <laughs> that was my Jay Leno joke. Man, it's got to be difficult to write those fucking monologues every day. You got to come up with some fucking quips and one-liners, six, seven, eight, nine, ten jokes. Jeez, I mean that wasn't that one wasn't very good, but I, that's gonna make the cut, I'm sure, on some late-night show about the president's pardoning of everybody and. Then parting the Astros. It's got to be on there some, on some level. One of the late night shows. Nobody sold those jokes like Letterman. Because he knew they weren't great jokes. But he sold them. He did his own little uh, his reaction. Fixing the tie there. Those little whistles and shit. Nobody was better. Fucking bribery and political fraud. I mean, just political crimes is fucking ridiculous the, the crimes that he's pardoning that'd be that'd be like if I went out and started pardoning people who had uh, speeding tickets and I don't know, there's nothing I've ever been caught for I shouldn't say anything right don't fucking don't break up the perfect game right yeah like uh, noise violations and um, traffic violations I would, that's what I would part. I would just go back to like college campuses and anybody, anybody who got fucking called on by their neighbors for having a party. That's the people I would pardon. Oh, you had to pay a two hundred and twenty dollar fine because you guys were allowed one night. Nah, you don't have to pay that anymore. That is a joke. Fuck your neighbors. I don't give a shit. It was a Tuesday night. Fuck them. Man, oh man. There was one time when I was in college. And we would kind of take turns taking the fall for uh, for these noise violations when we had parties. And I remember I had to take two in one year, and we had, and it wasn't even my turn, but I had taken one in like September or October, and then we moved, aka aka got evicted uh, to another town. And I just remember the cops came and. The kids were like, I can't take it. I got, I have priors. I'm like, ah, why am I living with people who have priors? Like, I can't, like, I just, the, the, the noise violation has to be your worst offense. I can't have people running from the law because I just can't be taking the die for noise violations. It's a joke. So definitely, you know, vet your roommates if you're going to college. Vet your roommates a little bit because if you're going to have to get pinched for a noise violation, you can't be also covering for their other crimes. Maybe it was just a bad plan on my part. I don't know. So anyway, I took the fall in this another town. 
And the first town we were in was a college town, so we'd go, and they were just like, it'd be a line of college kids for pissing in public, drunken and disorderly, and then noise violations, shit like that. It was just fucking, it was just a bank for this scumbag police department to go into college kids' pockets and their parents' pockets and rip them off for however many dollars they could get away with based on the violations. It was a fucking joke. Fuck that police department. I actually needed their help one time and the guy refused me any assistance at all. Fucking douchebag. The guy who I know would give me a ticket. This tall, mustachioed piece of shit. Oh. Wow. Flying in the... Jesus Christ almighty. I just got a BMW and a Volkswagen. And they're fucking slamming their brakes. They're going 95 miles an hour. Got around me. They just did the old crisscross. That was fucking weird. Or I crisscrossed with the Volkswagen. The Volkswagen got behind the BMW. These, they're flying, man. I don't know how I didn't get sideswiped with that Volkswagen because I was getting out of the way of this fucking BMW. Anyway, so that was, we were a fucking just a piggy bank for the police department. And um, then we moved to this other town. And I'm in line for this noise violation, and I'm going. They're going through all these offenders, and it's all like petty theft. It's all. It's like uh, the part. The person ahead of me was domestic violence. It was a domestic violence case, and I'm like, Jesus, I am with some bad fucking people, man. Like I'm not in a good good area right now. Like I'm not. In my element, I am way out of my element. I am not in. I'm not. I'm out of place here. And the judge called me up by name, and he's like, uh, "You know, you're here for um, <clears throat> having a loud party." And I was, ah, uh, yep. And the whole fucking uh, courtroom like laughs at me. I'm like, Jesus Christ! I go out in the hallway, and the fucking domestic abuser's right there. He's like, "Hey, man, when's your next party?" I'm like, oh, "Gee." Like, I am not... This is the last person to give my fucking address to. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I think I probably paid some violation or whatever. I'm still... I'm sure people still owe me money for covering for them. And some of you might be listening to this fucking podcast. I just consider this a reminder that you owe me, uh, I don't know, $25 with interest from 2004. So, pay up, motherfucker. Okay? That shit ain't free. Oh, man. So I'm reading a book now. Pat myself in the back there. I'm reading a book now. That's like the one thing. As much as I hate to fucking commute, that's one thing I get away with is reading on the train, which I never... I just don't think I would have time in my life. I just wouldn't be able to fucking carve out reading time if I wasn't commuting. Maybe on my lunch break, but even still, it's an hour or maybe you got to run an errand. You just want to just not look talk to anybody or think for a fucking hour you know it's maybe it's nice and I've read on my lunch break but it's no way I could like bang out books on my lunch break having to commute I'm able to bang them out so I'm reading right now uh, it's a book called The Crying of Lot 49 which is a Thomas Pinchon book Thomas Pinchon wrote Inherit Vice I saw the movie a couple weeks ago and I was like oh, let me see what else this guy has written and see if it's worth it's worth uh, reading. So I picked out uh, the shortest one possible because it all seems very strange. His 
style of writing and the books he writes. Very strange. So let me just pick up the short one and see. Got good reviews back in 1960, whatever. Let me see. Let me tell you, man. This book is out there. I mean, I got no idea what the fuck is going on. I usually, if I'm on the train, I'll put on like a little music in the background. Like a little, usually like jazz. Because jazz is just musical. And there's something to black out the noises of the train around me. Nah, cannot... Can't do it, man. This is a challenging-ass book. It's a little book, and it starts off with this... It's just this woman who um, dated this this guy years ago. Guy dies. She's married. Uh, just doing, like, housewife shit. Just kind of stuck in the rut of being a housewife. Like, no kids, no job, no nothing. Just uh, cleaning and cooking for this DJ guy. That, she's married to a DJ, 60s. And basically just laying around. And then this guy dies, makes her the executor to do his will. All right. So she has to execute the will. Fine. But she goes on like this path. All of a sudden she's getting drunk in a seedy motel with the deceased's lawyer. She ends up fucking him. I don't. I still have no idea what's going on. I just know they're getting drunk watching a, watching a movie. They are recounting this movie in a way which makes you feel like you're drinking with them, like you're drunk in the room with them. Then they're on a boat ride with some hippies. Uh, there's They go to a play. I actually, they talk about... It's a five-fucking-act play, and they describe the play like in full. Like you're just watching a play. But there's clues to whatever mystery, which I still don't understand what the mystery is, to... There's clues to the play. There's a symbol she sees... On a bathroom somewhere, on a bathroom wall somewhere. And man, I got no idea what the fuck is going on. Except it's not a long book, and I'm at the point where I might just want to give up on it. But they don't really tell you much about anything. Just that she used to bang this guy and then throws you into the story. But I don't know what the fuck we're exploring or trying to solve. I have no idea what's going on. It is a challenge, man. It's like this cross between... Like the Big Lebowski and Chinatown, which I guess Lebowski is kind of like a different Chinatown. It's like Chinatown on its own. And like Inherit Vice, which is just out there. You have no idea what's going on. You're just kind of thrown into the middle of it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm not drunk enough reading it or if I need to, like, quit drinking for a week before reading it. It took me, like, 60 pages to fucking get any idea of what the fuck was going on or what I was following, what the story was about. So that's my uh, train ride. That's, that's it. Thomas Pinchon, man. Um, also, I saw Parasite the other night. I uh, sat down, finally saw the best picture winner, Parasite. Uh, I haven't... I've, I got a few thoughts on it. I haven't really have thought this out fully yet. It was a good movie. Very good movie. I liked it. Um, psychological thriller drama, I guess you would call it. Like drama thrill. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's a drama. It's I, everybody's got something to say about the class uh, warfare in it, and it is. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's 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 all right there on the screen for you. Uh, I think the story itself can stand by itself. But I think if you had no knowledge of 
the class system in South Korea or in America or anywhere else, I think you could enjoy this movie just fine. I don't think you need to read into it like that. And I think I could talk about this movie without spoilers. So don't, if you're worried about spoilers, I don't think I'd be giving away anything. There's not really much to give away. Uh, there are things to give away, but I mean, that's not the point of the movie. So I think that... I could talk about those parts. There were surprises in it. There was... Uh, you know, there's clues along the way to these surprises, which I think if I were to watch it again, I would pick up... There was something I saw, and I was like, oh, that's odd. And then later, I was like, oh, that probably has something to do with what's going on now. And uh, I, I want to go back and, like, knowing what I know, I would want to watch it again and kind of see. But, you know, I think I think what people have been commenting on it is it just kind of shows... I feel like people who have these long thought out, um, I don't know what to call it, just um, reviews of this movie about the rich and the poor and that kind of thing, I feel like that says more about the people who are reviewing it. Because I think it could be read in a couple different ways. I don't. I think it's probably meant in a certain way, but I think it could be interpreted a couple different ways, which is fucking perfect for a fucking movie. I mean, it's what it is. I mean, for, if we're talking if strictly best picture, I, I don't know, man. I mean, it's a good movie. And my sensibilities lie more with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and The Irishman, but this is a, a very good movie. I don't think it's I don't think it's not a best Oscar winner. I don't think it's not the best picture. I don't think it's I don't think it was terrible in any sense. Like, I don't think it's undeserving. That's the word I'm looking for. I don't think it's undeserving. But I don't know. I just... I feel like there's a lot, there's a lot of problems in the in the world right now, and the to it's very easy to talk about, you know, the the poor and food stamps and the rich and just kind of just able to buy whatever and just throwing food out and buying whatever food they can get and what it means to be rich and once you have once you have that taste of wealth you know willing, being willing to give it up or how how easy do you give it up how it affects you what it what it could have you know what what it turns you into what it what you're willing to do to protect it um i don't know there's a it, it's it's a really like i said i didn't have i haven't had any real well thought out takes on this movie, except for hey, you could have a long conversation about it and never get anywhere with what I mean, like I said, you, you could interpret it in many different ways and I think you can have a long conversation and you could, it's, it would just be a conversation about it, I'm not trying to solve anything here in the end I think in the end, I think the message is not that money solves everything, but that that the majority of people believe that money will solve everything. That they think that no matter what, if they can just fucking figure out the American dream, or in this case, the South Korean dream, uh, if you can just figure out a way to cash in, whether it's if it's by lying, cheating, stealing um, as long as you can make that paper 
Hey, maybe it's just one long rap song. Maybe that's what it is. It's just one long song about making it through stacks of the, of $100 bills. I don't know. The question is, will the protagonists be pardoned by Donald Trump? <laughs> and that's it. There's my... That's We wrap it up here <laughs> on one-way conversation with one more... Jay Leno joke for you. All right. Well, I would see it though. That's my recommendation is to see it because I, I think it is something that I don't know. I've never really, I never really saw anything like it on screen before. Well worth your time, hour and a half, whatever it might be. So that's it. That's my uh, that's my one way review of Parasite. It was good. All right. Well, take check it out. Have a great fucking day. Don't take any shit from anybody. I'll talk to you here tomorrow. One way conversation tomorrow night. Of course, we'll be taping the big Sunday poor show for the week. I mean that will wrap up things. Check out bullshit and bourbon if you haven't. If you have a minute today and take time to read that uh, nonsense that I spewed out there onto the internet, and uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. See ya.